0: it's not my life what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the not my life podcast it's not my life i live but christ who lives in me Oh my gosh, happy Monday, everybody, or whatever day you are listening. If this is your first time tuning in, my name is Caleb, and I am so glad that you chose to click on today's episode because it's a really good one. And today's guest is someone who has always been there for me. And I think I've almost known him more than half of my life. Crazy. But it's Pastor Mike, and he is one of the most influential people that I have had uh, in my youth up until now. Someone who has kept me accountable and someone who has spoken so much truth and life into my life. So with that being said, y'all buckle your seatbelts because this conversation with Pastor Mike is a pretty good one. So grab that fettuccine Alfredo and some chips and queso too. Oh, today has been long awaited. Me and this guy have known each other for a long time. Pastor Mike, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having <laughs> me, Caleb. Good to be here. <laughs> the crowd is going wild for you, dude. Damn. Man, it's crazy. Dang. Well, how are you doing today? You know, we were just talking about, um, you think our voices sound similar, but I think the audience can make that choice for themselves.
1: Yeah, I think that vote should be taken. Mm. I, don't, I don't say they're exactly the same. And we probably talk, like, you know, different, um, like, our vocabulary is a little different, so they mm-hmm. might be able to tell that, but just, if you weren't paying attention, like, if you were doing something else while listening to this podcast, you might not realize Yeah. when one person stops and the other person starts. That was Mike talking, by the way, Pastor Mike. Um,
0: this is Caleb talking.
1: Um, <laughs> Have you been copying me? Is that why you sound like me?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's why. I, I, don't, I don't try to copy you, but <laughs> Pastor Mike, well... Welcome to the podcast. So good to have you. Um, You just became a pastor. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, I definitely think it's been long awaited, and I'm so happy that you were finally stepping into that role. Um, I just want to ask you, though, what is one word and why to describe your life at the moment? Well, that is a good question.
1: I would say change is a great word to Mm. describe my life, because... Everything is changing.
0: Yeah. What are some new things going on in your life at the moment besides becoming a pastor?
1: Well, I'm changing churches. Mm. Moving to St. Joe with our church. Yeah. Uh, changing houses. Changing um, changing roles. Yeah. Um, still changing my underwear. <laughs> that's oh, a, thank That's God. a positive change. Thank God. Uh, no, but I, I've been talking to friends and uh, coworkers about like you go through major changes in your life and they can kind of, they affect you. Right. And so major changes you can go through can be like you change your job, but you still have like a foundation or you can change your church or you can change your friend group. Right. Or you can move. But my wife, Anna and I were changing all four of those things at one time. And so we are just, um, calling out the elephant in the room that it's an exciting change, but it's going to be a tough change. Right. But we are, we were letting the excitement kind of drive us, but also just realizing and giving ourselves a room to breathe with the change and being okay with being upset because we are going to miss some of our friends back here. Right. And so change is good. It is hard, but it is good. But change is definitely the word.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely going to miss you, Pastor Mike. And, um, I, I'm just so excited for this change that's going on because um, I know God's going to use you in amazing ways and even though you're going to be far away, you're still going to be impacting <laughs> the kingdom of God. Um, do you remember how we met? I kind of remember a little bit, but I want to hear your perspective.
2: Ooh,
1: okay. Before I answer that question, I'm going to tell you, if you ever invite me back on this podcast again, I expect you to come down to St. Joe and we do it there absolutely on the beach maybe that'd be sweet that would be sweet so if so from my perspective when i met you we were in a a small group i was pretty (laughs) new to the church and we had a awesome group leader named raul yeah and i came in as the assistant and i specifically remembering you noticing me when we found out raul was leaving yeah, And you were a little upset that Raul was leaving and that I was the guy. And you're like, you were just kind of disappointed.
0: I was so petty about it. <laughs> this <laughs> middle schooler.
1: <sighs> yeah, you were having a rough
0: time with it. Yeah. What I remember is, I mostly remember you and not Raul. So now that I look back, Raul was a great leader. But I remember you came in and like you talked about change you know that was some change that was going on because all I knew was Raul in the group and you know we had formed this bond and I was like okay what's that gonna look like with this new guy named Mike you know and I think it took time for our relationship to grow you definitely um, just kept putting in the work because you saw that I didn't want any part of it <laughs> but um true yeah you were you were faithful and I kind of warmed up to you and then I just I just remember I don't know if I remember a time where it like clicked, but I think it just, our friendship just started forming and you were somebody who I knew I could confide in. And I kind of snapped out of that immaturity that was like, no, I can't really confide in this guy, this new person that took over, you know, but how many years ago was that? Was that like fifth or sixth grade?
1: I actually feel like I remember when it clicked for you or it seemed like it started to click for you. And it was a, uh we were at camp, and it was a tough summer for you mm. and you know you know the summer that I'm talking about
0: was that twenty seventeen or was that it, it,
1: mm. it might have been, but um you were in eighth grade mm. yeah, I think so, and so you had just come off of a loss yeah, and um and I felt for you, and I was like you said, just kind of being faithful, but realizing you just needed someone consistent in your life who just cared about you. And so I was just, from then on, I just, you know, I just made sure I was available to you, even though you might not always wanted me around. And I think eventually you just kind of realized that I was for you and uh, I loved you.
0: Yeah. I love you too. And I appreciate that. And I definitely can look back and see you being a part of my life and being a big impact on that. So I just want to say thank you. Um, And Screw the old Caleb that didn't like you because he didn't know what he was thinking. You know, I, I like
1: old Caleb. He was he was funny. Yeah. You're funny too,
0: but old Caleb was.
1: Yeah, he'd throw some uh, mm. some roasts in there. <laughs> some roasts. You had uh, you had no chill,
0: no filter, no like any middle schooler. No chill, no chill. Yeah, it was fun. Pastor Mike, let's talk heart renovations. Let's do it. So this Sunday was your first Sunday preaching in front of everybody, and. I actually didn't know that you were going to be preaching and I saw you, I was like, Oh, let's go. And I got out my notebook and I was like, I know this is going to be good. Cause I've heard you preach at impact or the um, youth group multiple times. And I was just ready. And probably I'm not even like, this is not an understatement. Probably one of the best messages that I've heard. And that has um, impacted me personally. And, Just in the fact that everything that you were talking about, I felt like you were speaking to me, and I was—I felt the Holy Spirit in the sanctuary as you were speaking, like living water was coming through your mouth. Because I just noticed, like you kept looking back through these notes, and you were continued to portray your words so clearly, and I was like, "Wow!" First of all, the notes that you had written down that you were preaching off of were straight fire like seriously and like as you look at my notebook right now I wrote down tons of stuff because just every single word that was coming out of your mouth I was like holding on to and then I'd be like wait no he's saying another good thing I gotta write down another thing and um, you were talking about heart renovations and change starts in the heart and like you were talking about in the beginning of the podcast you're going through a lot of changes right now and I feel like it was so powerful because it was something that you were going through right now too so you kind of had the experience to talk about to lead others to and I want to ask you what does it mean to be marked by God I know that and you said in Ephesians 1 13 through 14 it talks about God identifying us as his own um, what does it mean to be marked and in what ways do you feel being chosen in your life
1: so, first, I love that scripture, and especially the the word just marked. And just meaning that when you give your life to Jesus that you are now a marked person, a marked man, a marked woman of God. And that can't be taken away from you, no matter what you're going through, what you're doing, who you think you are, you have been marked and chosen by the Holy Spirit. And it also says in that scripture, guaranteeing your inheritance. Right, yeah, And I just can always fall back on that marked life and so and that is part of the foundation so when you know you are marked and you're going through changes you know some truths about yourself no matter no matter what's going on the changes that you're going through you can see that you're still marked you're still jesus's and if he is in the change then it's a good change Mm. i like that and i would even go so far as to say if you are marked you can expect change
0: Mm. Oh, I like that.
1: Yeah. So if you are marked, you can and should expect change because God loves you right where you're at, but he's also going to call you out. Something that I cut from my notes, um, but I, I, I'm a kind of a visual guy and sometimes with how I hear from God and I just imagine people being saved by God, but he doesn't leave them lying in their filth. Right. He picks them up. Mm-hmm. He puts a hand out. He says, come with me. Follow me. You're a marked person now. Oh, yeah, you don't you don't amen. get to you don't get to stay there. You're accepted, but you don't get to stay where you're at, and uh, it's hard. But it's so good, so worth it. So
0: yeah, yeah, I love that um, being chosen. How do you do you, during the season? Would you say you feel chosen during this season? Would you in this season of change? Because when you were talking about. Um, kind of being marked, being chosen, I can kind of look at your life and say, God has orchestrated this time. Um, The time is now for you to um, step up and move to a new place. And um, you're chosen for this time, for uh, this group of people that you're going to impact that you haven't even met yet, you know? And so you feel that?
1: Yes, but I want to speak into that a bit. Especially to people who don't feel like they're chosen. Mm. Yeah. Um, I believe that everyone is chosen for their life and for their purpose, but they need to accept the invitation.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: And so, I have made decisions long before this one that have been accepting invitations from Christ to go deeper. And there's been different invitations in my life that not, don't necessarily look like big changes that have led to this being quote unquote chosen. Um, If you're called by God, you are chosen. Right. And God's gonna use you to make a difference, but you need to make uh, a decision to accept his invitation where you're at. So like for me, five years ago, before I was even working at the church, I had an internship here and then it didn't end in a job just because there wasn't a spot yet. Right. But I I needed a job and I had an opportunity to get a job at a at a farm, and I didn't necessarily want the job. I didn't know that. Right, but God was inviting me to that job, and little mm-hmm. did I know that that job would have that job taught me how to um, manage a facility. It taught me how to um, live above reproach, to be honest with how I conduct myself because the employer didn't really watch me and I watched a big operation and I never had that kind of responsibility before. Wow. And I kid you not, when I pulled up to the place for the first time, I didn't want to work there because you could smell it from the road. (laughs) Like manure? Like chicken manure. Yeah, Mm. basically. And, um, but I will tell you, if I wouldn't have accepted that job that I knew God was calling me to and humbled myself accepting that invitation back there is part of the reason now I can accept this invitation now.
0: Mm. I like that a lot. You know, like when you were talking, it kind of reminded me of where I'm at right now, you know? Um, in my job, I feel like God has called me to this job, called me to be in this factory for such a time as this. And my job, you know, in the beginning, it it didn't look great. It didn't, it wasn't. It, I wouldn't have picked it out, but I knew that God had put it in front of me and said, go. And ever since being at this factory, he has refined me and spoken so much. And just the opportunities that he's given me, the divine appointments, the things that he's been growing. He's been growing evangelism with it, getting people saved. Um, it's, it's just so amazing to be a vessel for God. It's so amazing to um, only have his will be done in your life and y- you not get any of the glory. You get to just have him manifest through you and get people into the kingdom. You know, it's just so like the other day I prayed that God just I've been praying for this lady that is awesome on my shift and her name I'm not going to say her name. I almost did, but um, one of my favorite coworkers and she's been talking about God before and she's just like, Oh, you're such like a I'm pretty much saying she loves being around me because she can see that I have God and this and that. And there was a point where the line shut down and we were, I was put right in front of her and I was able to, she was able to tell me like some health issues she was going through. And I was like, you know, do you want to walk through these health issues alone? You know, it's because she was telling me that she didn't really have anything firm to stand on in her life. And I said, you know, you can have something to stand firm on today. You know, your eternity can be changed today." And I said, you believe in God and there's just one missing piece and that's Jesus. And I just kind of led her through this whole thing. And I was like, would he be something that someone that you would want to accept today? And she smiled and looked at me and said, yeah. And then, then we said the prayer and afterwards she felt the Holy spirit and got chills. And she was like, I feel it. And I said, that's the Holy spirit. Wow, man, that's awesome. And not to cut you off. No, no, you're good. And I led her to, I just told her how much the Bible has been impacting my life lately. And I said, if you are serious about this, get a Bible. And She was talking about she wants to journal while doing that. And I just showed her a a really nice woman's Bible on Amazon that you can journal along with. And she said, I'm going to get that, you know. And then I was able to send her some songs and she said, I'm going to listen to those later. And she was saying that she's a Christian now and she's so excited and this and that. And she's excited to have Jesus in her life walking through all of this. Just stuff like that. And people who are not living for God at the factory, people who... Just nowadays, the Christian community can either go one way. They can either be corrupted by themselves and be living in judgment. And when I look at that, I say, do you truly know God? Because God is love and God loves every single person. And when I'm faced with opportunities with people at the factory that are living different lifestyles like me, like I look at that and I say, God still loves you as much as he loves me, you know, and I've been able to speak into those people's lives. I've been able to bring truth into those people's lives. I've been able to just share the word and those people have been able to see the true Jesus that died for them and loves them and wants their hearts and wants to refine them and grow them and it's just so cool to be able to speak into those people's lives and watch their face go from one way to another in the way that they interpreted what God who God was and what Christianity is. And so just be able to been able to evangelize like in that work environment has been powerful. The planting of seeds that has been taking place is powerful and I know that it's going to it's going to impact what God's going to do in the future because he's growing this season now. So just kind of, I know it was a long tangent, but kind of going off what the farm was for you and stepping into this new season. I can see that in the factory with how he's using me to reach others. Yeah. And I love that you, this is
1: Mike speaking, by the way, just because our voices sound <laughs> exactly the same. They probably don't, but to me they do. Um, I love that you took your faith a step further and you didn't say come to my church, which is okay. That's good. That's a good step. But God was calling you to since you had that personal relationship, that rapport built and you felt the Holy Spirit that you just said, "I'm I'm going I'm going to invite her to accept Jesus now." Yeah. Because I think you had been building that relationship and you just kind of had a sense and like a discernment of, "Okay, I'm just going to offer this thing and if, you know, she says, yes, I'm going to lead her, lead her to Christ and and if no, we're still going to be friends and, you know, I'm going to try again. Exactly. But, but you're like, oh, you're ready, you're ready now, okay. Yeah. What's, well, let's, uh, let's lead you to Christ, let's give you the Holy Spirit and, and then boom, you know, like, um, the harvest is right and so, some people, you know, they just need to be invited to church first but then some people like you, what you went for it, and that that's awesome. So, just congrats, man, that's, that's, uh that's building of my faith to hear you walking that out at your workplace, which just affirms the fact
0: that you're definitely called there right now. All glory to God. All glory to God. So amazing to see. Um, When you spoke about that sermon the other Sunday, heart renovations, um, where did you get heart renovations from? Where did that uh, phrase come from? And what does that mean to you? So the phrase came to me, over last summer.
1: And it was really during the month of July and August when Anna and I had bought, we bought our first house, which required quite a bit of renovation. And uh, a cool way that God tends to speak to me too, is that he'll use something in the natural to kind of bring a supernatural truth to light. Mm. And we were just doing tons of house renovations, which was way over my head. I underqualified and I sign myself up for way too much work, but, um, I realized, uh, the same thing can happen with our hearts and Christians who, um, they kind of invite Jesus into their lives, but they leave him in the driveway. They, they, they say, you know, the prayer and then they start to go to church, but they don't realize that God wants to be fully led into their heart. To be fully let into each, you know, room, crevice, nook, and cranny. Um, I uh, because I gave the one part, but it's a four-part series, and so there is so much to it. But um,
0: I didn't know it was a four-part it's series. It's a four-part series. Yeah. I got to tune in.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> but a piece in there that's so good that I I didn't share on Sunday that I'll share on here is that um, there's a there's a breaking down period in renovations. Mm. there's a there's a peeling back and uh and it's kind of it can be painful it can be tough because the thing about jesus is he's intimate and so like those hurts and those wounds that you've gotten that you don't want to think about like he wants to talk about those things but the reason he wants to talk about those things is so he can heal them i like that and um because just like in renovating a house like you have to kind of break down the old before you can build up the new yeah uh, and instead of letting Jesus into that room because it hurts so bad, we just, we block off that room or we cover it up. And so...
0: Kind of like crushing the grapes to get the wine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, and just like a house, um, our heart always needs tending to. Right. Like, every interaction, every every week, you know, just processing, where's my heart at, God? Like, what did I pick up or what, what lies did I believe about myself today or what... Um, what am I feeling about this friendship or this, you know, or how are, how are Anna and I doing? How am I as a husband, like how is she receiving me? Like how am I as a person, like how am I loving people? Like you kind of take an outside look like, Jesus, how am I doing? You know? And like, oh, did I get, did I get kind of cold over here? Or am I, you know, and just really letting him in and sitting with him and letting him kind of, because he'll tell you, he'll help you. Like he's, he's generous. He's a carpenter, you know, but he's a physician too. And he, uh. There's just so much there. So I'll just stop on that.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Um, I like when you brought up the point during your sermon about your heart being purchased by Jesus, a quote that you said was just how a house that was purchased still needs work, so does your own heart that Jesus purchased. Um, What does that mean that Jesus purchased that if kind of new people are tuning in and are starting their faith journey? or like, What does it mean to you that Jesus purchased purchased a heart, you know.
1: I love that you asked that question. Because this is a way that I have felt, but there is times in your walk or before your walk where you will feel like you aren't worth it. You aren't worth being purchased or you are too far gone. And so Jesus purchasing your heart means that everything that you've done wrong that would separate you from God past, present and future has been covered. The bill has been covered. There's no, there's no thing that you can do to separate yourself from God's love. And so you are purchased when you give your life to him. And that is just honestly a truth that we don't always even believe, even as Christians. You know, we start to question like, does God still love me? We start, we can even start to distance ourselves from our father. You see that in the prodigal son, you know, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a grace that we don't see on earth, and so it's hard for us to kind of believe. Because right. every relationship in your life, you, you know or you feel like you know that if I did something bad enough, this relationship's broken. Right, It ends. Or it's never the same. And so it's sometimes hard for us to wrap our brains around that. No matter what we do or what we've done, Christ has died for us and purchased that. And so that's why we have to remind ourselves daily, Jesus has died for me. Like I am accepted. Not to
0: yeah, sorry. I'm long-winded. No, (laughs) long-winded. No, that's really good. You know, something that, that's something that I've had to realize as on my faith journey, you know, we all make mistakes, but no mistake is great enough to lose the grace that God has freely given us. You know, you can, walk away from jesus but he'll never walk away from you you know and because he's that faithful he's that full of grace and he's always looking at us with love and wanting a relationship with us so i think that was a really powerful point um kind of goes into the point he doesn't force his way in he's the great gentleman in that way but we invite him in um that has that phrase right there kind of changed my life Um, you know, I always knew that, you know, it's a two way relationship. But after you said that, it kind of just affirmed some things and reminded me, you know, I, if I invite Jesus into my day, he has stuff to say, you know? It can't just me. It can't just be me talking because he's. It's like a friendship. There's, you talk and then another person talks, like us on this podcast, you know. And he doesn't force his way in. We invite him in. And so lately, um, as I've been just praying and living life, one of the first things I do when I start my prayer at work or my day, I'm like, Lord, I invite you in, and I invite you in to force your way in you know if you want to interrupt i allow i i invite you in to do that you know and i invite you in to say whatever you want to say and when i've invited him into that he has always been faithful to show up and just that point that you brought up really changed my perspective and started a good habit of inviting him into my day and really has made this relationship with him more personable and I can look at look at him now I've always looked at God as like my friend as um my my comforter my guide but now I'm looking at him and I somebody could say who's your best friend and immediately before I think of like the people on this earth, I think of God because I'm inviting him in and I'm speaking, he's speaking, you know, and it's just that relationship that becomes so much more real. You know, how have, how have you seen inviting God into your day?
1: So for me, it's really shifted because I start my day, I start my morning with God and we spend our time. But now uh, with our relationship, I really, I start expecting him to show up. So I start looking, I start looking for him expectantly. Like I'm expecting for God to say something to me during the day. I'm expecting for him to show up in this meeting, you know, to pull up a chair. All I'm right. expecting him to to speak to my heart on things that I need to, uh, that he wants to uncover. So that inviting is very important. And then as it grows, you continue to invite him, but then you start to expect him to show up. And in in ways unique to you, you know, there's certain ways and God gets me just like He gets you. Like He knows Caleb, He knows Mike. And so Lord, I'm, I'm like, I know you get me and so show up in ways for me that I know it's you because you know me and you know what I need to hear and you need know what you need to show me and just kind of allowing and looking for Him. Um, also, I just, I try to make it a practice in my life not to run from thing to thing to thing because we can run so fast in this life. So I, I take little, mini breaks throughout the day just to they're like little touch points where I just kind of check in with God and see 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 where my heart's at see where he's at
0: yeah I really like that thought because you're just able to invite him in and you know God has told me before that he wants to hear my input and so yeah that I really like that thought pastor Mike thank you for sharing that yeah uh kind of as we close what does it mean when just looking back at the sermon, the Redeemer redeems the room. What is? The, can you kind of go into that a little bit? What do you mean, the Redeemer redeems the room? Um, I know I wrote it down, but I kind of wanted to hear it from you again.
1: Oh, okay. So re- the Redeemer redeems the room, and so what that really was meant to say was, uh, it was an invitation to any rooms in your life that you are trying to get better before you let Jesus in. So, there might be an area in your life that you're not proud of and you want Jesus in every way but that way because you don't want Him to see it or you just know it's wrong. And I said the Redeemer redeems the room because you don't. And so, a lot of people will make these promises to themselves or I'll get to church or I'll do this thing once I get this, this thing, whatever it is, in order. Right. Then I'll follow Jesus. Mm. Then I'll, you know, start living for him. And and I just said, the Redeemer redeems the room. You just need to surrender. So, the key is not fixing the room. Let the Redeemer in because he's the one who redeems it.
0: I like that, Pastor Mike. That's something that I've been thinking about lately. Um, God's calling you, God came for the broken, not the righteous. You know, just tying into that, he doesn't call you to be perfect to come to him. you know, And that's kind of been a big thing when I talk to non-believers about that, just encouraging them, you don't have to be perfect, you can accept him now. So I really like that point. As we close, is there anything that we haven't talked about or that you wanted to leave with those listening about heart renovations? Maybe they're struggling this week with just maybe hearing God or maybe stuff in their heart that those rooms that they haven't allowed him in yet.
1: Yeah. So just to close for in some encouragement is that this is a lifelong process. Heart renovations is something that the best of us, the worst of us from the out outward appearance is going through. We all, we all struggle. We all fall short and you're not going to, you're not going to build Rome in a day. But my encouragement to you this week is to to just to create a little space in your day where you can get alone with God and just say, Lord, I wanna I wanna start letting you deeper in my life. I want that relationship. Um, what what does that look like? Um, because I want I want to be with you more. Um, I want to start letting you into the rooms of my heart. And so just getting getting to a space where it's just you and Him. Maybe it's five or ten minutes, and really just asking the lord and just believing he's gonna respond and i i know he will i'm praying that he will but i know he will he is faithful and uh and he is good and so you can trust him
0: that's awesome pastor mike well thank you for being on the podcast today thanks for having me man you already know welcome back to another segment of ring and ramble where i ring a friend and we ramble i'm not going to tell you who it is today we're just going to call him here we go hi kira hi
2: Hi. (laughs) how are you good
0: did you know i was did you know i was gonna call you
2: uh a little bit a little birdie
0: told me to get out <laughs> I like how you texted me you were like should I act like Nolan when you called him and didn't know
2: <laughs> well yeah because I didn't want to have to like restart like Kira no you're not supposed to act like you knew right. you know
0: <laughs> right
2: I just wanted to play
0: the part you know yeah yeah <laughs> Kira where are you going you're in the car where are you going
2: I am currently headed to Joanne's to pick up some canvas for the booth.
0: Oh, uh, d- describe said booth. What booth?
2: Um, me and Sunshine have a little antique booth down in Allen, Michigan. You know, pop by if you want to see there. We also have an Instagram.
0: Oh. Um, we're
2: currently working on making banners. Like, for, um, how do you say? logo our logo banners oh and then the canvas will be for our instagram drops because we're hopefully going to be posting our booth items on instagram oh nice <clears throat> yeah that's what that's for
0: sweet i need to come to your booth one of these mm-hmm. days because it looks literally beautiful
2: yes i'll have to take you down there sometime
0: yes kira besides the awesome booth stuff going on in your life. What are some, you know, maybe God moments you've had lately or um verses maybe that have stuck out to you. Just any fun new things on your walk with God going on?
2: Okay, so one thing that stood out to me, of course I forgot the reference for the verse, but it's uh it's like you can have joy in your trials because you know they'll be used for good. Um mm-hmm. again, got the exact wording. Uh, Panicking a little bit because I'm driving to talk, <laughs> but it's a uh, this season of my life has been really difficult, so it's just that reassurance of okay, God has got me because do all of this for my benefit and other people's benefits, and for His glory in the future, and I need to find joy in the trials. Right. So, that verse came across um, my life a couple times the past two weeks, and I think the last time it came out, I came like Okay, God, you're obviously trying to tell me something because this is the like twentieth time.
0: Just, uh, okay, so
2: yeah. yeah, it's just learning to have joy and fix your mindset amongst trials.
0: Right. Yeah, I think that's so good. I really like that. Um, a, a verse can just pop out to you, and you're uh, you're like, okay, I feel like God's trying to tell me something because not only am I seeing this verse a ton, or it's really relating to me in my trial right now and i know the lord wants to come and comfort me in that
2: mm-hmm, definitely
0: yeah um just a last little word of encouragement for the listeners is there anything me you know you were talking about you were going through a tough time what what would you encourage those listening uh if they're going through a little tough time right now too
2: i think that verse fixing enough for itself, it's learn to have joy. Yeah. And learn to not be so pessimistic or negative in times and really lean into God and ask, Okay God, how are you trying to refine me in this season? And don't let that season go to a waste being right. negative, because it's it's really easy to get into a negative mindset and then you miss the opportunities that God is giving you to grow. Mm-hmm. So really lean into that and ask Him daily, Okay God, what are you trying to show me? How are you trying to grow me? What do you want me to do today? The submitted, being submitted and learning, okay, my life is yours. Right. I need to be so selfish.
0: Yeah. Just kind of inviting him into your day and allowing him to work. Yeah, definitely. That's so good. Kira, thank you so much for talking, and I really hope you find some good deals at Joanne's today.
2: (laughs) Thank you. I hope you have a good day, too.
0: Yes. Okay, Kira. Miss you. Love you. Bye
2: you
0: love you bye Bye. oh my gosh kira is always so full of wisdom i've known kira ever since i was like in fifth grade so yes even though her uh she was in the car and her audio was a little glitchy you know i'm really glad we were able to get a good word of encouragement out of that and so guys i just wanted to say thank you thank you for listening thank you for uh joining this journey with me today, and uh, letting me just be able to speak into your ears and trusting me with your ears. And so, shout out to Caleb and Gabe Peck. Love you guys. Thank you for supporting and listening on your Xbox or your Alexa or whatever you listen on. You guys are the best, and so are all of you listening. If you want to follow along with the podcast or just, I guess, my life in general, which is everything i post now is just the podcast i've been limiting social media so it's about once a week go ahead and follow me at it's caleb mccarthy and you guys have a great rest of your monday or whatever day you are listening on
2: what what are you doing i'm gonna go to sissy's
0: what are you gonna go to sissy's for
2: to help clean her house up
0: what's she gonna have in a couple weeks a baby a baby are you excited Kind of. Kind of.
2: Caleb.
0: Uncle Benny.
2: Poopy Caleb.
0: Hey. (laughs) Can you say bye, everybody? Thanks for listening.
2: Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and bye, Caleb. Poop (laughs) head.
0: Guys, if you enjoyed that episode with me and Pastor Mike, make sure to give it a rate or a review and share it with a friend. If you want to follow along this journey and see updates about the podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Caleb McCarthy. Enjoy your Monday.